Am I, do I get to do the bit or do you yeah, want to do it? No, you no, go. no, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to step on your toes. Of course I do. <laughs> no, do you want to do it? Well, we're here at DevOps Days, Austin. Where is it? Oh, here in Austin, Texas. The That's University, the nice thing about it. University of Texas. Well, you know, what's interesting is they decided this year to hold DevOps Days Austin in Austin. I think that was great. It was between uh, Toronto, Atlanta, and uh, Austin. Austin won the bid. Yeah, now Atlanta also starts with A. Yes, it does, as does um, Appaloosa. I did pretty well in first grade. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> but, but enough of you. <laughs> So, who's, uh, hello. Hello, how are you Here, doing? Here's another guest Hi. that we have, one of my fellow Pivotal employees. Yep. Yeah, and uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure, I'm Diego Lapidus. I used to work for the federal government, and um, where I used to do Call the Gov, uh, which was like a pass for the government, by the government. Um, it got federal certification earlier this year, um, and it, you know, it's grown pretty well, but I decided to come to Pivotal side to help other people through the same path. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's nice. We're like growing our Austin presence. Now, y'all were on the panel together, right? Yes, we were. This is yeah. a Cloud Foundry Summit, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Uh, you and another gentleman. Yeah. Um, and My so, program manager, yep. Yeah, okay. So I think one of the things I'm interested in is with cloud.gov, how many different people are using it? Which different branches? Um, and then the other thing is, are there different levels of security? I'm guessing there are for different people. But Yeah, so... So first of all, you know, the, the, the idea of the platform was that anyone could use it, right? Like, uh, at the beginning, we started with our own agency, and it was, you know, part of the executive branch, uh, just one agency. Um, then we started spreading it out, and then um, some people from um, the courts system, you know, from the judicial branch came in, and they wanted to use it. Some people from... Um, the Library of Congress, you know, wanted to use that too, so, you know, that's part of the legislative branch. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure how many people are using it now, but, you know, I get notes from, you know, all over the place saying, you know, that they're using the platform and they'd be happy with it. And one of, you know, going back to the security, uh, one of the things that it's interesting about doing a platform is, like, you don't really care, you know, if your application is not that critical from the security point standpoint. You want to secure the whole platform, like all the applications are going to be super high security, uh, security right? Um, so the way that we did it is like we created this platform that you could deploy motor applications, you know, that you have low, motor, high. Um, and if you have a low or, you know, basically no classification application, um, you can deploy it and you're going to get the same security as in a medium application. Oh, right. Is, is that normal, like, uh, government thinking to kind no. of, like, strafe out your security? Or do they always assume, like, maximum security? No, no, no. The way that they, they work is, like, you know, if you have a low application, it's going to, you know, apply all the low controls, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, stuff like making sure that your password has, you know, 10 characters. And if it's a medium application, 15, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so what we said is, you know, let's go for the moderate for everyone, and then if you deploy something that doesn't need it, you know, you get more security for free. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that seems, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but that seems like in a large organization we're trying to uh, streamline and improve the way IT is done, particularly in doing, like, custom software development, that one of the first steps is, like, to figure out having to do less policy. Like, like when... When you want to maximize policy, and security is a good foil for this, and when it's kind of okay to like 
minimize it, right? Like it's sort of like maybe you don't need five nines, right? Like yep. you could actually go down to like two or, or even one oh, and everything. And so it's, it's almost like, I, I think I think it's uh, to make another analogy, like I feel like probably all those pages in a mortgage application we don't actually need, but like we just sort of like maximize the risk management. And so you just have to like do all of it. Whereas like you could probably get away with a lot less. And so you kind of have to go in there and clean up all the governance and the policy to sort of like speed up the ability of people to do things. And then also, you can take seriously that like, I don't know what it is, 20 to 5% of applications that actually do need all this paranoia and policy around it. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, in general, I would say that you're right. That if you want to do, um, you know, your own thing, you don't have to follow like, your procedures to the extreme, right? Right, right. Um, but what what we were trying to do was like instead of having to follow all procedures, or you know, maybe you know this amount for this amount for um, uh, low or this amount for moderate. What we were trying to say is like follow this right, for right, right, running right. on the platform. Yeah. Uh, so regardless if it's you know. We are doing all of that for you, so you just need to add a couple things. I think it was forty controls or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you can do like two hundred for a low application, or three hundred and fifty for a medium application, or you can do forty by running it on our platform. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, it doesn't really matter that we have all the other stuff because like, because you automate a lot of those yeah. controls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about networks? Do they have? Do you have different private networks, and how does it connect to the internet for certain bits so that uh, you can access access out, but at the same time you you want to cordon off certain parts of it as well? So we were running everything in public cloud, uh, okay. in AWS Go Cloud. Okay. Um, and we tightened some of the security controls around like outgoing access, um, but. Usually, we let the developers try to figure that out. Okay. Uh, and one of the cool things about Cloud Foundry is that you can set that as a developer or, you know, Node Manager to see, you know, what your applications have access to. Um, I've presented to to a few folks for the Armed Forces with with regards to different clouds, but it's interesting there, and I'm not going to remember most of the details, but the level of uh, secret, uh, I don't say secrecy, but security, right? There's like Uber yeah. security and then there's like Uber, Uber, you can't even know about it type <laughs> of security uh, for a lot of those things, which is, is pretty obvious when you think of the kind of things that they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, and speaking of, of security, how hard is it to get security clearance for the government? So, so you, for, to work for, like, for, for yourself? Um, it wasn't that hard. I mean, it was a long process and they asked for a lot of information. And I was just getting like very simple, you know, I was getting public trust, which is like, you know, the lowest of the low security clearances. Uh, but I hear it can be pretty brutal if you want to get like secret or you know, top secret classification. It can take, you know, sometimes like, you know, five, six years to get. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And usually the way that it works is you get a provisional one until you get the full mm. uh, clearance. And sometimes, you know, some people blow it because, you know, they didn't, like, one of the issues that I had was, like, they asked for five years of travel history. Mm. Uh, they asked for seven years, and I put in five years. And they were like, oh, but you went here and there. Why, why didn't you disclose it? I'm like, I thought it was five years. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just have to export your TripIt records and just send that over. I'm sure that works out well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you can, there's an API for that. <laughs> That's right. But it, there was literally a guy with a notebook writing everything. Out. Yeah, yeah. So now, now what do you do at Pivotal? So at Pivotal, you know, I, what I'm trying to do is help um, other organizations to do the same thing, basically. Uh -huh. um, you know, go in there, help them with Cloud Foundry, um, set everything up, help them with, uh, ideally with the transformation process, right? Like, because Cloud Foundry can be very powerful, um, deploying applications and, you know, increasing the speed for your developers. But, uh, you know, it's, it, there's a big cultural component on all of that. Right. So, how, so how, how translatable is the, the government work you're doing uh, that you have done? I'm assuming you're, you're doing some interfacing with the government. Are there other sort of adjacencies that, hey, banking is similar or retail is similar? I'm just making those up. No, yeah, I mean, it, it totally makes sense, right? Like, government has a lot of compliance and security built in. I thought that government was a really hard environment to work in. Uh, and going to some other places, it is really funny to see that it, they're you know even harder. Uh, medicine, I would think, uh, healthcare would have yeah. with HIPAA and all that. Yeah, HIPAA, PCI, even like each company sets their own policies for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and like even if they're not regulated per se, um, they still have their internal policies that uh, are pretty hard to deal with. Yeah, they're they're self-imposed governance yeah. and everything. Right, right. Yeah, you know that better than anyone, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Empty. Well, I don't know if I know it better than anyone, but yes, yes. <laughs> you know that. A, a lot of people have to heal themselves when it comes to their their governance stuff. Yeah, yeah. And sort of burn out the weeds yeah, of the old yeah. stuff, or or like we were talking about earlier, they need to know when a uh, a set of governance is applicable to a certain application they're working on versus another one, instead of just like. Uh, is peanut buttering, is that the metaphor they use? Just peanut buttering the same governance over everything. Yeah. I, I never really understood that idiom, but whatever. So so here's two more questions. Uh, what, a, what has sort of surprised you? What's been the most pleasant surprise about working for Pivotal? And what has been the most area of opportunity that, that you think you didn't quite uh, know about that's uh, either harder or... Uh, more foreign to you than, than, than you what you thought. Something going. unexpected. Yes. Something unexpected. Let me think. Um, I think that, you know, the nicest thing is like, everyone in Brazil wants to do the right thing, right? Like, look at this, you know, one of our values, I think. I think it's sometimes our Wi-Fi password. Shaboom. <laughs> 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 Wait, can yeah. you say that again? I want to... <laughs> Security. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, you can feel that in, in, in everyone there. Um, you don't get, you know, we do this that way because we do that that way. Right. Um, that's really interesting to see. I mean, and, you know, some people, you know, butt heads sometimes because of that, but, it, you know, that's productive. Um, I, whereas, I think that we have a, a huge amount of opportunities that, you know, in bringing in more automation, bringing in more transformation. Uh, on, on the culture side to make it easier for people to run all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that... This is within Pivotal or helping your... You can do a better job helping your customers do that? I, I think, you know, better job, you know, with our customers, right? Okay. Like, I mean, we have a, a lot of automation and it's just hard to translate that to customers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think the team you work on spends a lot of... Like, you're, yeah, you're on, as to use another idiom, the front lines of, of that. And I've noticed this in the, the two years I've been at Pivotal is the... Um, 
we have some customers now who have been running in a cloud native way for let's say three or four years. Yeah. And like and, and you and I used to talk about this when you were, you know, running cloud.gov. In the first year or so, it's pretty much just all the technical stuff of like get the application on there, do this thing. And then once you get your success, like around year two and a half, that's not a year, but you know what I mean. Uh, like you're like, oh, what if we wanted to apply this to the entire portfolio of applications? And I think at that point you start to get more of a pull of we need some management consulting type of stuff, right? Yeah. Like yep. some some people who come in here and talk about like as I like to joke when we call it the meatware, right? And <laughs> and like I think it is, and I'm not meaning to be an apologist, but it is. Uh, it does mean that we pivotal and other people who are in this business, we need to ramp up a lot more on that side of things because the market's starting to pull it and want it. And uh, I think I think there's always lots of room for for commercializing how you change the culture over, which I think right now is my whole point is like in the timeline of demand, it's like it's right at the, the big ramp up of demand for that kind of, I don't know, transformation service. Because I mean, I think that, you know, the technology, we have that like kind of figured out, right? Like it's yeah, not yeah. 100% there yet, but like we, we know where it's going, we know what the problems are, but you know, as an industry, we, we still don't have things figured out on how to get that technology uh, to change the culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. You get a, you get a uh, beachhead, to use another uh, military metaphor, um, with the enlightened, or people who are chomping at the bit to that's, do... That's not a surfer metaphor? To, to do, yeah, well, there it is, too. Um, that to, to do things a different way, and you say, hey, we've got a, a faster way to do it, and they raise their hand and say, I want to do it, but how do you take it beyond that group? Well... Sadly, the uh, little iPhone I was recording on overheated at that point and just totally died out. But you can imagine some brilliant things were said. Anyways, if you uh, enjoyed this, this has been a little episode on the Cote Show Variety Podcast. You can find that at Cote.show. There's about three or four other recordings that Barton and I did at DevOps Days Austin, and then actually a few we did at OSCON uh, a couple weeks later. And if you just go to Cote.show, you can find all of those. And we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye.